Everybody, it's Jen the Builder and Corey, and we are in the studio, the Elevate Studio. I don't think we've ever shared what I called my studio, did we? I think you did. Yeah, at some point, yeah. All right, so we're in the Elevate Studio with a person who I know is guaranteed to elevate us as we continue to talk about "May Your Dreams Come True." Yes. And so I'm going to go ahead and introduce the lovely, the wonderful, the talented, the gifted, the sweetest person I know, Amanda Plotner. Yeah. Hey, Amanda. Hey, hey. Hi, guys. Hi. Thank you for having me. Oh, thanks for being here. You're currently where? I am currently in central Illinois. So I'm right in the middle between Chicago and actually St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah. Nice. I'm looking forward to this moment. I actually did a live, no, not a live, a video on setting the intentions for this podcast in particular. But Amanda, I've known you for some years. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I don't even I don't even know the count of how many years. I will always call you my cousin. You've had a piece of my heart. Your family opened up your home to us. Corey and I and the kids when we were going through some really tough times and just that feeling of family, uh, the food that we talked about at the last episode and just the Filipino culture and the true meaning of family just resonates with me. And it's something that has stayed with me forever and ever and will continue to be there just because of the love that you showed us. Uh, this family allowed me to come into their home and not that I'm any different from you, but I mean, I'm clearly married into your family, Jen, mm -hmm. and then a cousin of yours is married into her family. And so this family took me in and allowed me to call their parents, mom and dad. So it's, it's just that deep where we're, we're family for life. Absolutely. You guys, it's, I sent Jen a photo of you guys at that party and this love it's always going to be your guys' song for me. <laughs> yeah. I love seeing you guys together, singing together. It just brings tears to my eyes. <laughs> and that's so funny because the last episode we mentioned karaoke too. I haven't sang a duet with Corey in a long minute since, you know, my voice has changed. But Amanda, for you, I would be willing just to belt it out to sing a yeah. duet. <laughs> That's my promise. So we are going to talk about you, your success in life and business, all the things that bring you joy. And of course, our podcast is about spreading positivity, giving people hope, being an inspiration, saying, hey, if I can do it, you can do it. And that's what we're about. And so you are the perfect person for the show. Um, but before we get started, of course, we're going to do the Would You Rather. And so okay. Amanda, as our guest, if you can pick a number from one to 2000, that would be awesome. Three, six, five. Oh, no one's picked that number. We're in at 65 days in a year. And we are like yeah, almost exactly. halfway through this year. It's so crazy. All right. Corey, are you ready for this question? This is interesting. It's so funny how this works because last episode we talked about food because Filipino. But would you rather eat honey mustard or Thousand Island dressing? Me? <laughs> honey mustard. Honey mustard. Over yeah. Thousand Island. Yeah. What do you eat yeah. honey mustard with? Um, 
Like I use that as my dressing. I like that for salad dressing. That's a good salad dressing. Yeah, or yeah. like chicken tenders. Hey, that's right. Hey. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Corey? Well, I know how this thing goes. And you guys are going to, well, not you guys, but Jen is going to make me pick one or the other. I definitely will never <laughs> eat Thousand Island. That is just one of the most strangest tastes that I've ever had in my mouth. So I'll definitely have to go with the honey mustard, even though it's not one of my favorites. But I have tried it and it's tolerable, much more so than Thousand Island. Let me not reminisce too much, but I am going to go here. And I don't know if it's Thousand Island dressing. One I used to eat there, Big Mac has that dressing on it. And mm-hmm. I always ask for extra. <laughs> and then in and out their animal style, right? Animal style fries. They just dump yeah. that dressing on there. And so those were good. Yeah, All right. there's some foods that just go together and then some that you're just like, no, that is not it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It's not the business. Amanda, before we take a break, I'm going to ask if you could share with us three words, three or three fun facts about you before we go on to your interview. All right. Uh, number one is I was actually born and raised in the Philippines. And that's surprising that a lot of people, when they hear me talk, um, they're like, wait, what? No, you were born and raised here because you sound like you're from here. So that's number one. <laughs> number two is I have actually done that shift. So from Philippines to L.A. And I lived in L.A. for close to 20 years. And then now I live in central Illinois, which is farm country. And that actually led me to my business, my calligraphy journey, because that move caused me to find something, find an outlet for myself, find something that would make me happy. Yeah, we'll talk about that after the break. I can't wait to hear all about it. Be right back with Amanda. Every day, elevate. Every day, elevate. And Amanda, how do you go from California, L.A. girl, really, to Midwest? And right. country so, life. <laughs> I know. It's funny, though, because people will be like, when I told people that I was moving, they're like, no, but you're a city girl. I said, no, but you forget. I grew up in the Philippines, where we're from, Jen. Our families are from. We live in Cebu, which is kind of, it is now a huge metropolis. But for the most part, you have country life there, too. Let me start with that. I, I was in the Philippines. I had my son. I knew then that whatever income I would be making in the Philippines was not going to be enough to support him. What if I moved out on my own? So I had the opportunity to come to L.A. and I guess I stayed. It sucked. <laughs> and that's how I got to your family. Um, I work for Auntie. <laughs> that's, that's what really started it all. And it took me a while. Uh, that's all part of my story was, um, you know, a lot of a lot of Filipinos um, think, oh, I can just make it in America and, and that will be it. I will be set for life. It actually took me seven years. So I left my son in the Philippines when he was seven months old. And I did not see him till he was seven years old. Wow. So talk about, whew, you know. Yeah. But I also knew it had to be. I had to. I guess the thing was I kind of got wrong advice from people on the entire immigration process mm. that delayed it for him. Um, and so at that time, I was married. And that's how he met John, too, is that I married her cousin. We had a daughter together. And, and that, that really brought us together again. And Corey, and we had our family. And so we've been married for a while. And it was just it just got to a point, I think, where I still did respect him. and. Mm. Um, 
And I think that's where it started to go wrong when I tried to take control of it. An ideal marriage is a partnership. When you're running on empty, it's hard. It takes a lot of years. I'm telling you, years of, of praying about it, thinking about it, and, and really seeing if this is what needed to happen. Um, and so, yeah, we I filed for divorce. and But I also knew that I couldn't stay in L.A. because California is expensive. <laughs> I'm moving out a little bit to the country. It's the cost of living is a little better. Um, mm. You know, it's met taking a pay cut, but um, I don't have to deal with too much traffic. Well, I don't deal with traffic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? so, there's no traffic. Um, no traffic unless you have to deal with farm equipment, but that's a different story. <laughs> I think my life is just a lot simpler. LA in itself is a bubble, but Arcadia is an even smaller micro bubble of mm. what LA life is. And I said, I can't keep up with Arcadia, like the demands on school. And, you know, you'd hear on the news where kids would just disappear on SAT day and they'd end up in Northern California because they couldn't take the pressure. And I was never the parent that was, oh, you need to give me straight A's. Mm. I still am not that parent. I said, as long as I see you try. But unfortunately, that's not how it is. And especially with Asian families, if it's not an A or better, <laughs> that's hard. And I didn't want that for them. That's what led me to Central Illinois. Got it. And that's so true about our culture, the expectations for excelling in everything. And you said something that, you know, I didn't grow up hearing. And that's what matters to me is that you're trying and that it's the best you can do. We were defined. We were given what is the best, what you can do, what you must do. I respect that because when you go against the mold, there's repercussions for that. There's oh, yeah. th there's certain conversations that take place. There's questioning about your parenting skills, um, right. the whole nine, like scrutiny to Absolutely. the most. So I'm so glad you're Absolutely. in Illinois <laughs> and I might come visit you just to yes, get away sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it's hard because well, another thing, and I listened to your past podcast too, where you're like, I'm not going into nursing. Right. right. I'm a Filipino. And I get that mm. all the time. You're Filipino, but why aren't you a nurse? I'm not built to be a nurse. Right. My brother's a nurse. My grandma was a nurse. And I have so much respect for them. And, you know, your family is a lot of nurses. I think it was high school. So my dad's a veterinarian, and he was a veterinarian in the Philippines. And he asked me to assist in one of his surgeries. It was a minor surgery for a dog. That's when I realized I'm not cut out for medical right. school. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay, I'm done. Oh, I love that. Because one of the questions that we're going to cover is a monumental moment that played a pivotal role in what you do now. And so you just answered a monumental moment that led you to know what not to do. Not to do. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. So now being in Illinois, let's talk about your business. Because you said you didn't start your business until you moved. Why wait till then? And, and tell us about what it is that you do. I've always been crafty. I've mm -hmm. always been like that. Um, I don't know if you remember all the balloons that happened. To of course I do. With. It was phenomenal. <laughs> because my kids were like, Mom, we want balloons for our birthday. And I had to be extra about it. Right. <laughs> you can't <laughs> be less than extra. No way. I can't be less than extra. And so I learned how to make balloon collars. 
you know, I've always just wanted to do some work with my hands. So I moved to Illinois. I literally quit my job. I had a little bit of savings. I knew I could go a couple of months without an actual paying job. But when I moved here, I had no job. I was still looking, constantly looking, but I also knew I needed a community mm-hmm. because I, I only knew my now husband. Uh, so I remarried. He was the only person I knew here. <laughs> you know, my best friend lived three hours away in Chicago. So connecting with her was not that easy. So um, I had a classmate from grade school and she posted something online that she wrote. And I'm like, how do you do that? That is so cool. And she's like, just go on YouTube, um, search calligraphy. I looked it up. I found my teachers online. Mm -hmm. I think it was perfect timing when I found them is because they were doing a free introductory calligraphy class. And I'm like, perfect. I'm not doing anything. I signed up for it and I did it and I loved it. And and really, it was just a hobby. And it became a joke for my husband now and said, why are you doing that? I said, so when you propose to me and we get married, I can do our invitations. (laughs) Just a subtle hint. Um, Just for the listeners who are not quite sure what calligraphy is, although I'm aware of what it is, I just wanted to know if you would give a breakdown of what, what it actually is. Absolutely. So calligraphy is not just fancy writing. It, it, it is, but the first thing that pops into your mind is fancy writing, all these fancy scripts. A lot of people will use the dip pen, this very old school, old tiny thing, which is really pretty. It's just not something I can do because I would spill the ink. <laughs> so I do teach modern calligraphy. So I actually use brush tip pens for my calligraphy. Um, and I tell people calligraphy is just um, learning to put together shape to make beautiful letters. And people tell me, but my handwriting is so bad. It's terrible. It's trick and scratch. And I tell them, if you've ever played hangman in your life, you can draw the circle and the line, then you can do calligraphy. It's that. Well, <laughs> let me back up here because I love your calligraphy. And I know it's like everyone just is into penmanship, which I love. Because for a while there, I think penmanship and the beauty of handwriting left. And so to yeah. see it come back is amazing. You have the most beautiful writing ever. And I've tried it, Amanda, and I and I have not taken anything formal, but I have to tell you, for someone who's my kind of personality, I'll give it a couple of tries. And because I consider myself to be a creative, when I don't get it, it's like, eh, it, I know it's in the pressure and the upstroke and, the, and I've tried it. So <laughs> here's what I do. I cheat calligraphy. I write it normal and then I shade the parts that are supposed to be thicker because that's the only way I've been able to figure it out. Yes, it is a challenge. So there's the, there's three numbers that I tell my class in the start. It's seven basic strokes that live within four lines. And you just have to remember that the two things are going up, you do a thin stroke, and going down, right. you do a thick stroke. I probably should take the class because I think this is something I can go crazy with. I mean, when you type, you know, they have all the fonts that you can pick now. Right. But I think there's something to be said about pen on paper. I just see it as being very de-stressing. Even though you're focused on the writing, you don't think about anything else is what I've experienced. So I absolutely adore it. I want to make sure I'm plugging you in, though, because you have some amazing pages and things set up. So on Facebook, you guys, uh, it's a group called Hand Lettering with Amanda and Friend. 
I get stuck on that group because you speak to people like me. So you would think, okay, it's how to learn calligraphy and how to do the lovely handwriting. So if you do get married, you could do your own <laughs> invitation, own invitations, right? <laughs> but Amanda does this thing, Corey, where she picks a word for the month or the week or whatever. And so like she says, grace, Right. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, cool. I could practice writing the word grace and get really fancy with it. And as if that wasn't enough, she does quotes to support grace. She adds Bible verses. She's very engaging. Like if you decided to write this quote, please share your do I, Do you call it artwork? What do you call yeah. it? Your yeah. Your thesis, your artwork. Yeah. There you because go. It is a work of art. Yeah. Yeah. So I love the community that you're creating. And it's interesting because you said when you moved to Illinois, you're really looking for community. And here's the outcome years later. And you've got this wonderful community. And I think it's primarily women. I don't know. I don't know a lot of men that would get down with, oh, watch yeah. me write. <laughs> Actually, you would be surprised some of the best calligraphers are men. Yes. Well, hey. Corey, yeah. you want to learn calligraphy with me? Mm, not so much. <laughs> so I, I want to tell you a secret, though. So yeah. I actually started the group at the height of the pandemic. We actually signed up with a business coach, like an online visibility coach. And she said, just start your group already. What are you waiting for? And I'm like, oh, who's going to follow me? Nobody knows me. Like, who am I? Like, there's more, there's better calligraphers out there. Why would they want to follow me? And fast forward to today, we are up to 655 members in the group. Wow. Right? I saw them all go on. Amanda, your numbers are amazing. But let me tell you something about Amanda, because I did attend a couple of things that you had online, and they were live. You have the heart of a teacher, and you get excited when people get it, and you're so encouraging when they don't get it. And you make it very clear that it's a journey and you just give accolades throughout. Like, who isn't going to want to do calligraphy with Amanda? Because it's good for your soul. I'm telling you. Like, you are so positive. I love, love it. So here you have your dream about your business and it's Hand Lettering with Amanda. Again, that's on Facebook. You also have a website and it's a long name, but trust yeah. me, you guys, once you put it in, you want to add it as your favorite. It's creativehandletteringwithamanda.com. And I'm going to share this on my website on Jen the Builder. One of the things that stood out to me is a few things. Of course, the accolades that your students are giving you and just the words that they've shared on your website. It's such a joy to read. And then I love that you post pictures of their before work and their after and you celebrate them. So I want to talk to you about that when we come back is you can have a business, but what I sense in you is there's a joy and a spirit in which you do things. And I think that's what sets you apart when you ask, why would anyone want to do it with me? No one knows me. We're going to talk about that when we get back. Every Okay, let's talk about those things. Did you see this as your business? And what are some things that have happened on your journey from starting it, the beginning of the pandemic, to where it is now? Absolutely. So actually, the, my teaching style is a testament to my teachers. So my teachers are actually a set of twins. 
they are the kindest people ever. I did not see myself being a teacher for calligraphy. On my dad's side, we have a bunch of teachers, like my great-grandparents were teachers, my grandparents were teachers, even my parents were teachers. Oh, it's a family thing. Yes, there is that in the family line, but also like my calligraphy teachers, like I think I learned from them. If I did not have their encouragement, I think I would have been like, yeah, I can. I know that positive affirmations for even the littlest things make so much of a difference someone. I know I had a student, she said, get, I don't get it. I can't do it. I said, okay, sit down with me. Let's just knock it out. Her testimonial is one uh, on the website where she actually says, I literally was ready to throw in the towel. Right. But you were so patient. And, and that warms my heart. Like, I just want people to be able to say pretty things. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's so yeah. sweet. If I can encourage someone to to express themselves in that way, then that is so awesome. So like I said, I didn't think of myself as a teacher. When I, when I first started calligraphy, I actually wasn't going to do anything with it, uh, except for my wedding invitation. <laughs> <laughs> but then my friends saw it and they're like, hey, can you make ornaments? with it. Can you write family names on there? I said, yeah, let's do it. You know, and my husband had a shed log in the back. I'm like, can you cut that for me and let me try this out? Right. So that was my original business plan was to sell personalized home decor. And then I was like, yeah, my heart's not in that either, though. I'm not salesy. I thought about it. I'm like, let me learn what I can. And if I can teach this to someone else, then maybe... So I actually gathered my husband, cousin, some of my coworkers, and my neighbor. Do you guys want to test this out with me? Like, I want to know if I can do it. And they were so gracious. <laughs> that really got me like, okay, I guess I can do this. I think end of last year, I finally put together a workbook. I approached an art store, <laughs> a local art store. Wow. And I said, hey, you know, I'm a local artist. And I kind of have this little workbook. And so they have it in store now. That is awesome. <laughs> oh, my goodness, yes. Amanda. I didn't know that. Hey, that's exciting. It is exciting. Having that courage to be like, hey, take a chance. The worst thing anybody can say is no. But Very true. you have to ask first. You have to ask. If you don't ask, then you don't, don't know. They will say yes. And what's the worst thing? They'll say no. Oh, I love that story. I love that your book is sitting in a bookstore there and that you just had the courage. And you said earlier, you're not a salesperson. But this I'm is not. what I've learned about business and creativity and growing. When you see the personal growth in yourself, your courage and your confidence just builds. And it almost, it's like a dopamine effect because you're seeing progress. So you want more of it. You you actually look forward to those moments. So yeah. I'm going to encourage everyone who's listening, whether it be through Amanda, who of course we co-sign and we promote all day long because of her spirit and her passion for people and seeing them grow. Please go on creative hand lettering with amanda.com. And if there's other things, I totally encourage a creative moment, a creative hobby, because it really adds to your personal growth and it adds to who you are as a person. And you just see things in a different light. Amanda, if you could give one to three tips about someone who's thinking about making their dreams come true and they're intimidated and scared, what are your one to three tips for them? One is, you know, do your research and aligning yourself with the right people who um, foster that 
and encourage that. And then the next one is aligning with the right people at the start of my business. You know, hairbrain idea, can you cut wood logs for me? <laughs> and he's <laughs> like, all right, all right, I'm going to Home Depot and buying a miter saw. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he sees how happy it makes you. I think you guys are like an inspiration to me. You guys have always bolstered each other. I see it, Corey, behind the scenes, pushing you. And I see you pushing him. So again, alignment. Um, And then the third one is don't be afraid. There's so much in your life, Amanda, that we didn't even touch. I know we focused on your business uh, calligraphy. I just want to say that Corey and I are so happy you have a partner who does that, partners with you, who supports you, who loves you, and goes on your harebrained ideas and says, okay, you want wood chips? I'm going to give you wood chips. We're so glad that your son is back. Seven years must have been tough. And what a testament to you as a mom and as a person to stay strong for seven years, knowing that one day your son would come to America and here he is. And then, of course, your beautiful daughter and just that story in itself. So just your life in general is an amazing dream come true. Not saying that there are no challenges because, hello, we know this life, but that you've risen and the family's together and so proud of you. If I can say that, we're so proud of you. Thank you. Yeah, I definitely agree with Jen on that. And I'm looking forward to see you thrive even further. And I know there's so much more to come. I'm glad that we're a part of your life and that you're a part of our lives and that we're we're still connected no matter what. Yeah, more projects to come, Amanda, okay? Pinky promise. Yeah. (laughs) All right, you guys. Well, we hope you've gotten so much out of this. I know we did. And you know us that take the elevator. We say look up and let's elevate. Every day, elevate. Every day, elevate.